Merkel Media. You think that I'm running in place? Y'all really testing my patience. Right before I blow up the spot, I had to get back to the basics. What if my talent is wasted? You see what I'm lacking to place me? Since I rap in the basement But my come up is legend, is greatness I don't care now, it's pedal to the metal I can never quit now, I will never settle Puppet to the game, I'm pulling strings like to pedal We in the same game, but I'm on a different level I passed it, gotta keep grinding till I'm laid up in the casket No fake round, me, you feeling too plastic Yeah, y'all feeling too plastic They say my style crazy, but then it's straight jacket Whoa. Why you still testing my patience? Trying to turn me into something I ain't trying to be All the haters in heavy rotation You gon' lose yourself, quit testing me Don't make me lose my mind Don't make me lose my mind Don't make me lose my mind Cause I'm looking like Wesley, test me Don't make me lose my mind Don't make me lose my mind Paul Reed is not trusted by the coach and he's unreliable because he's still a raw player. And Montrezl Harrell is either decent or one of the worst centers in the league. So that's Doc Rivers is going to his Niang and PJ Tucker lineup. And that's where um, Charles Bassey would be so nice to have because he's a guy who's going to play smart. He might pick up fouls, but he's, he's not going to kill you and he's going to play your role. And that's why I don't understand why there's a roster spot left open right now. There's a roster spot left open and Charles Bassey is getting 14 rebounds in like 18 minutes. And we're one of the worst rebounding teams in the league. So yeah. that's yeah. the issue right now. We have yeah. Yeah. some way to go back. Somehow we still don't have a backup center. That's reliable that, and trusted. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, that was, that was, that was the last topic I was going to bring up on this show with you. Um, so yeah. Uh, listen, first of all, First of all, Paul Reed is just an energy guy. I get mad when he's clearly giving you energy and rebounds and blocks. And he's like, when you're watching the game and you see nobody guarding the rim and then Paul Reed comes in and you're like, wow, somebody's playing defense and he gets a crazy steal, dives on the floor, makes the, makes the offense struggle a little bit. My problem is that when he does that, you don't see him again for the rest of the game. Um, overall, yeah, Paul Reed is, is like a, a, a center. He's like, he's like Matisse Thibel in center form. He can't play the offensive side of the game whatsoever. I mean, yesterday or on Sunday, he airballed a 10 foot jump shot over the rim, by the way, he overshot a 10 foot jumper and airballed it. But I, I love his energy and it's just, it's just one of those guys you have to use at the right time in the right amount of minutes against the right matchups and doc just seems to randomly be like okay good good run in the first half but you're not playing anymore uh trez gives you the offensive side of the ball um i I think it's weird how much sometimes we've run the offense through montrez harrell when he's on the floor and maxi's standing out there and i mean there was a, a game where we ran two montrez harrell isos in the post 
with Tyrese Maxey on the floor, and Tyrese had like 30 points at the time. I just couldn't believe it. And then I saw a, t- a Tobias Harris, Montrez Harrell two-man game, and I wanted to burn every Sixers piece of just merchandise and smash my TV. That was the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. Tyrese Maxey standing right there, and Tobias Harris and Montrez Harrell were running a two-man game. Anyway, those two, you got to be creative if those are your only two backup centers. So, yeah, you didn't have a backup center. Daryl Morey drafts a guy who literally on his draft draft profile says the most NBA-ready player in this draft. I remember watching him before we even drafted him. I didn't think he was going to fall to where we took him at. I thought he was a better player than that. Um, we end up getting Charles Bassey, and I'm like, oh, that's the center I was talking about that was NBA-ready, 6'10", 250, has game around the rim, has a hook shot, has a jump shot, has a Euro step. He did it. I mean, and defensively, he's a ball tracker. He's a good defender. He's a rebounder. It's insane to me that an NBA head coach who's supposed to be one of the smartest basketball minds in the world didn't see a backup center sitting right on his bench. It blows my mind. This is beyond anything else Doc Rivers has ever done. And I thought defending Ben Simmons was crazy. I thought I thought things that Brett Brown did was crazy. This Charles Bassey thing, people don't realize how insane this is. This is actually the craziest thing I've ever seen an NBA coach do. Because you glaringly don't have a backup center, and you have one, but you refuse to play him I'm blown away by it. And then, you know, we we said it all offseason. Uh, I, I typed in uh, running back Philly Romp right uh, today, earlier today, just because I wanted to see what we were saying on some older streams. And we had a stream that I titled, Daryl Morey is forcing Doc Rivers to play Charles Bassey. <laughs> and then Doc said, a- I'm not doing that. Give me experience. So Daryl bowed down to him. And went and signed Montrez Harrell. I'm, I'm blown oh. away by the Charles Bassey thing. Anyway, we knew he had the potential. Us, we're just regular dudes. Basketball's not that complicated. That's what drives me nuts about professional sports. They do it in the NFL all the time. Every coach gets an ego and they make it rocket science. It's not fucking rocket science, dude. It's a five-on-five game. There's a 6'10", 250-pound center on your bench. Put him in the goddamn game. That's it. It's not that hard. It's not. And people are in my comments all the time like, oh, you think you're so smart. Why aren't you an NBA coach? Bro, it's, I just continue to be right. Like I continue, it's be, and, and it's not because I'm a genius. These are easy things. Everybody saw the Charles Bassey thing besides Doc Rivers. It absolutely blows my mind. But we were so right about it. Charles Bassey gets picked up by the coach that Doc Rivers thinks he is, Greg Popovich. And he, 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 he becomes the second player in NBA history to have 14 rebounds, four blocks, and four assists in less than 20 minutes, and the first player in league history to do it off the bench. So that is like, that's not even a little bit. Doc Rivers wasn't even just like a little bit wrong. Ah, I kind of missed the Charles. I kind of missed the Charles Bassett. No, it's the epitome. You were 100% wrong. You were as off as you could possibly be about a player. That was my rant. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Going off of that, um, this is my problem with the Sixers organization. They just make 
such they look at what's going on around the league and they look at a player and they're like, oh yeah, we we should go get him. But they never ask themselves, let's just develop that. You know, they they can't do that, it seems like. Shake Milton's been the same player for about seven years. Ferk's been the same player for about ten years. Paul Reed's been the same player for four years. Um, the only players that really develop is like the superstar players that are going to going to develop a- anywhere because they they love the game of basketball and they just have the god given ability to do so. Like you, I'm telling you, I don't care how well De'Anthony Melton's playing. You don't give up a first round pick for a De'Anthony Melton type. He is an average player who can play both sides of the basketball, but he's undersized. And he's very inconsistent offensively. You don't give up a first round pick. You draft someone and you develop them. Not saying it was a bad move because we need that type of player, but I'm just saying like normal organizations don't do those moves. He wasn't a first round draft pick, was he? To the Memphis Grizzlies? Yeah, yeah. We gave up a first round pick. No, I mean, also, where did they draft him? I'm saying he's not a first round talent, is what you're saying. I think he was a second round pick or yeah. he was under. Yeah, yeah, you know, no, I think you're exactly right. Those are players that teams draft late in drafts and develop into rotational players who can contribute. And the Sixers are so bad at developing anything that then they're then get they're 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 relying on other teams to get players late in drafts and develop them, and then we give up first round picks for those players. Yeah, I'm on the same page with you on that. Yeah, and then you don't go out. <laughs> you don't go out and sign a 30, 37 year old to be your dog and your engine to your team. You have Paul Reed, who, by the way, I'm about to have a crazy take. I think he should be starting. I think I truly, <laughs> I truly believe he should be starting next to Embiid because Embiid doesn't post up that close to the rim anymore. He likes to work at the mid post. Plus. No one accounts for how many transition opportunities um, Paul Reed has when he's on defensively. Plus, he would take the burden off of Joel Embiid defensively and offensively, where Joel can just sit in the short corner or wherever, and Paul Reed can be the screener for James Harden and Tyrese Maxey that possession. And defensively, Joel can just switch out to the perimeter rather than worry about um, having a rim protector, because with Paul Reed and Joel on the floor, you can scheme it where Paul Reed's either going to be down low and then Joel's going to be up top. So he would help out the defense so much. You just got to make sure he's not being um, his silly Paul Reed self. But most times he's really not that foul guy. It's just every so often. And we rarely see him. So it's like, how could you expect anything else but inconsistencies from a guy who barely played. So I would start Paul Reed because it would help our rebounding. We're the worst rebounding team in the league. And you watch our offense. We put PJ Tucker in the short corner. Anyway, you don't need a shooter in the short corner. Plus you're playing Matisse Thibel. So why can't you play Paul Reed and Joel Embiid? I don't, I don't get it. When you're going to put PJ Tucker in the short corner, you don't need a shooter there. Just put Paul Reed there and have him set screens. and. He'll get better and better. It's like Robert Williams and Al Horford. Yeah, I mean, I can't disagree with you at all. Uh, I just think I laughed. I laughed because, you know, asking Paul Reed to, I mean, asking uh, Doc Rivers to put to start Paul Reed 
um, and, 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 and having that take based on just a creative perspective of it and looking at what he does well and how it could fit. And that's too much for doc rivers. That's like, you know, that's like asking your grandpa to get uh, a, uh, a TikTok account, you know, it just ain't going to happen. <laughs> that's like, why I laugh. It's not going to happen. It's Doc Rivers. Don't make me lose my mind. Don't make me lose my mind. Don't make me lose my mind. Cause I'm looking like Wesley. Test me. Don't make me lose my mind. Don't make me lose my mind. Don't make me lose my mind. Cause I'm looking like Wesley. Test me. Cause I'm looking like Wesley. Test me. Wesley, test me, test me, test me, test me, test me.